This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Lukamira Smion with the news. First, the headlines. The Romanian president, Klaus Johannes, continues today his two-day working visit to Greece. The Netherlands is getting closer to a vote in favor of admitting Romania and Croatia to the Schengen area. And next week, the 29th edition of the Gaudamus Book Fair, organized by Radio Romania, will take place in Bucharest. The Romanian president, Klaus Johannes, continues on Saturday his two-day working visit to Greece. He participates in the meeting of the leaders of the European People's Party. On Friday, Klaus Johannes had discussions with his Greek counterpart, Ms. Katerina Sakelaropoulou, who reiterated her country's full support for Romania's accession to the Schengen area. President Johannes also discussed with Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis about the diversification of energy road and railway interconnection projects in the Balkan area. At the same time, Klaus Johannes spoke about Romania's actions in support of Ukraine and the Ukrainian refugees. Bilateral and European measures and actions were discussed through the Solidarity Corridors, meant to facilitate the transit of Ukrainian grains in order to prevent food crises in vulnerable third countries. People with disabilities have the same rights as anyone else, and they should not be affected because of their special needs. The Romanian Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca said Saturday in a message on the International Day of People with Disabilities. He mentions that the government has a special project through which people in this category benefit from support worth 5,000 euros to purchase assistive devices and technologies, other than those financed by the Social Health Insurance Fund. At the same time, in the National Recovery and Resilience Plan, almost 197 million euros are provided for projects related, among other things, to the creation and modernization of the social infrastructure for people with disabilities and to the integration of inactive people and disadvantaged workers into the labor market. The Netherlands is getting closer to a vote in favor of admitting Romania and Croatia to the free movement Schengen area, but not Bulgaria which it believes does not meet the necessary conditions for the time being. A final decision will be made by the government after the debates in the parliament next week, the Dutch press announces. 
On the other hand, Sweden no longer opposes Romania's entry into the area of free movement of people and goods. A vote on this topic was given in the Commission for European Affairs of the Swedish Parliament based on a proposal made by the executive. In Bucharest, the decision was welcomed by the Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca and the Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu. The only country that seems at present to have objections is Austria. The decision regarding the admittance of Romania, Croatia and Bulgaria into Schengen would be made at the meeting of the European Ministers of Interior and Justice on December 8th, a unanimous vote being needed. Next week, the 29th edition of the Gaudamus Book Fair, organized by Radio Romania, will take place in Bucharest. From Wednesday to Sunday, 200 participants will offer the public an extremely varied range of editorial products on different supports, suitable for all ages and fields of interest, music and educational games. More than 600 editorial events and related projects have been announced. All stands will also be found in virtual format on the gaudamus.ro website. Radio Romania's Gaudamus Book Fair is financed by the Ministry of Culture. The G7 countries, together with Australia, agreed on Friday to cap the price of Russian oil at $60 per barrel after an agreement in this sense was previously reached by the 27 EU countries. The measure, whose objective is to reduce Russia's income in the context of the war against Ukraine, is complementary to the European embargo on Russian oil imported by sea that comes into force on Monday. More specifically, through this capping measure, the EU forbids European companies involved in the delivery of Russian oil by sea to offer their services if the delivered oil exceeds the threshold of $60 per barrel. The price of Russian oil is currently around $65 per barrel, so this measure will have, at least for now, a limited impact on Russian oil exports. Moscow has already warned that it will not deliver oil to the countries that impose price caps. And that was the news from Bucharest Radio Romania International. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week. I am Kalin Kotsoy. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg attended the meeting of Alliance Foreign Ministers in Bucharest this week. Speaking at the end of the meeting on Wednesday, he said that Russia should not be underestimated as its missiles continue to attack cities, civilians, and critical infrastructure in Ukraine. The head of NATO pointed out that continued military support for Ukraine was essential, especially in anti-air defense. He added that Finland and Sweden's integration into NATO was almost finalized, 
and thanked Romania for the excellent hosting of the meeting in Bucharest. In turn, Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu underlined the need to closely monitor the situation in the Black Sea, considering the unpredictability of Russia's behavior. The Foreign Minister committed to enhancing their support for Ukraine and to help in restoring its energy infrastructure. He also reiterated the strategic importance that the Black Sea has for the alliance and the commitment for defending the entire Allied territory. This was the first such meeting in this format which Romania organizes since it joined NATO and the first event taking place in an eastern flank country since the start of the war in Ukraine. In addition to the meeting of NATO ministers, Romania hosted for the first time the meeting of Munich leaders. 75 high-ranking government officials and experts in foreign policy and security discussed the consequences of the war in Ukraine and other security issues in the region. Under analysis by the Aspen Forum, also held in Bucharest, where the economic, energy and food crises, as well as the war in Ukraine. The capital city also hosted a meeting of a new group for energy coordination, which includes representatives of the G7 and other allied countries, aimed at mobilizing or planning the delivery of equipment to Ukraine as soon as possible. The U.S. State Department saluted the 25th anniversary of the strategic partnership with Romania. Among other things, they recalled Bucharest's contribution to NATO's multinational operations, the fact that Romania hosts several NATO military structures and several American military units and installations, including elements of the anti-ballistic shield in De Veselu. On Tuesday in Bucharest, U.S. State Secretary Antony Blinken and Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu evoked the anniversary of the Romania-United States strategic partnership, reaffirming the firm commitment of both sides to enhance it in all its dimensions. The head of Romanian diplomacy underlined the fact that the strategic partnership was an essential pillar of Romania's foreign and security policy. At the same time, he reiterated the priority importance of including Romania in the U.S. visa program. Blinken also held talks with President Klaus Johannes and Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă. December 1st, Romania's National Day, was celebrated with military parades in several cities around the country. The parade at the Triumphal Arch in Bucharest was attended by 1,500 Romanian troops, as well as troops from Belgium, France, Northern Macedonia, the Republic of Moldova, Portugal, the U.S., and the Netherlands. Another such parade was held in Alba Iulia, attended by a detachment of French soldiers, part of the Collective Defense Task Force deployed in Cinco, in Brasov County. The Romanian Cultural Institute is organizing, until December the 10th, 
50 events in 31 foreign cities. On Monday, the Romanian parliament held a solemn session to mark 104 years since the Grand Union. The events also mark the centennial of the coronation of King Ferdinand and Queen Marie in Alba Iulia. Also known as the Unifier, Ferdinand was the first king of all Romanians, and under his reign the Grand Union was achieved on December the 1st, 1918, when Transylvania, Bessarabia and Bukovina joined the fatherland. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu attended on Thursday the OSCE Ministerial Council in Łódź, Poland. He condemned the atrocities committed by Russia against civilians and civilian infrastructure, including energy infrastructure in Ukraine. The head of Romanian diplomacy reiterated his call on Moscow to immediately and unconditionally end its military aggression and to pull out its military forces and equipment from the entirety of Ukrainian territory as defined by internationally recognized borders. At the same time, he also referenced the bilateral and international aid for the Republic of Moldova, which has been gravely affected by the Ukraine conflict. The IE, the Romanian decorated peasant blouse, was put by UNESCO on its World Immaterial Cultural Heritage list. The application to do so was made jointly by Romania and Moldova. UNESCO decision is in recognition of the identity and value of this element. You've been listening to the Weekend Review. Focus on Romania. Next in this program is Song of the Day. Today we bring you Mario Fresh with a new release entitled Solitude and Dance in the Rain. The song is a journey back to his inner self about losing his love and about his need to be alone for a while in order to be prepared to love again. Mario Fresh also signs the music and lyrics of this song. Let's take a listen. Singurătate și dans în ploaie Remediu pentru a vindeca O vânătaie Singurătate și dans în ploaie Pașii mei pe asfaltul urc Mă ajută să te urc Sunt down, sunt down Nu mai trage de mine că nu mă mai ridic Sunt sub nivelul mării, te las toată uitării yeah, yeah. Sunt down, sunt down Nu mai trage de mine că n-am ce să-ți mai zic Curiozitatea urmării, ce-am fost și ce vom fi La 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 să mă să stau singur toată noaptea La 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 să mă să pot uita ce-a fost și gata Nu mai fi așa de tristă pentru reșalata La 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 să mă împaci să-mi continui viața Singurătate 
Suflet curat Dar nu mă învinovățesc că nici tu nu ai fost Nu mai continuăm, nu are rost Milioane de zâmbete pătate Povestea noastră nu mai are loc Trebuie să scriu altă carte Dar pe departe Iubește-mă ca în altă viață, că poate Am comparat supărarea cu tot ce e rău Și uite așa am învățat să-mi revin din nou Am comparat fericirea doar cu chipul tău Vorbeam cu fericirea și-mi doream trupul său Singurătate și dă-se-n ploaie Remediu pentru a vindeca O vină taie Singurătate Și dă-se-n ploaie Pașii mei pe asfaltul ur Mă ajută să te cur Listening to Radio Romania International. Focus on Romania. World of Culture. Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I am Kalin Kotsoyu. In the culture and art space of Bucharest, there is a different kind of art gallery, Art Cell, Celula de Arte. It is an unconventional kind of art gallery, which celebrates its fifth year. It is a fish tank type gallery facing to the street, which is meant to promote the artistic message in direct contact with the public and the passers-by. To quote the gallery manifesto, this allows artworks to escape the classical space of a gallery to interact with a new audience, the part of the audience that does not usually go to art galleries or art events. It wants to establish a free, direct and non-conformist dialogue. We spoke to one of the co-founders of Art Cell, visual artist Daniel Loager, about the history of the cell and how it all started five years ago and about the concept of the team. I should provide you with a bit of history. To be more explicit, the creation workshop I work in is in a culture hub in Bucharest, namely the Carol 53 hub. Various artisan artists have workshops here. They work and collaborate with other artisan artists in various areas. Painting, photography, music, art using leather, metal, jewelry making, 
but some also restore classical bicycles. In the initial stage, Art Cell was born out of our need to express ourselves and to show, to expose the public to what we are going to do in the workshops. The gallery was set up by a group of artists, members of this hub, and in October 2017, on the White Night of Galleries, we opened officially the gallery, first with the exhibition Would Be Nice, spelled W-O-O-D, then the Night of Houses that same year, and we had our first performance, live painting. Shortly after, though, we realized that it was selfish to be the only ones that exhibit here, the ones in the hub. We realized that other artists want to join in, be present, to have exhibitions and to manifest themselves through the gallery. This is how the art cell began, as it is now known to the public. The art cell is not a gallery in the classical sense of the word for a few reasons. It is an artist-run space, meaning that it is managed and organized by artists and friends who dedicate part of their time pro bono to make it work. We have a team of people who do graphic design, social media, photo and video, web design, PR and people who deal with logistics. We're not a large team, but we are trying to cover the whole range of needs that the gallery has. Artcell does not have a visiting schedule. Art objects can be seen right from the street 24-7. Another reason for which we are not a classical type gallery is the audience, which is very diverse. Our exhibits are consumed by both art lovers and friends of the artists, just like a regular gallery and also by less informed people. Our exhibitions are being seen by regular passers-by by students on their way to school, by elderly people on their way to the market. Another reason to be for us, so to say, is that our gallery exhibits almost exclusively works seen for the first time, which we want very much. We want to have works made precisely for the 3D space of the fish tank type, which our gallery is. We exhibit and promote emerging artists who are just starting, who are still studying, or artists who have no formal training, artists who display for the first time, experimentalists, daring artists. We want to have courageous artists who love a challenge, who want to collaborate, but also old-timers. We exhibit very diverse contemporary art, painting, sculpture, mixed media, installations, new media. We also host performance art, live painting, live music, interactive installations or magazine launches. We then asked Daniel Luagor to make a summary of what happened in the five years of the gallery's existence. Right now we have reached our 137th event and probably 100 artists on display. We don't have a precise count, but that's about right. Of the 137 events, I would mention just a few. There would be Teodor Grigorash's performance, who shut himself inside the art cell for 30 hours, time in which he painted 30 paintings. Uh, then there was Dorin Kuchkov's new media installations, an installation that took pictures of each passerby, integrating them into a virtual gallery. We had a manifesto exhibition in support of Ukraine, which we staged in King Michael's Square in Bucharest this year. We had an exhibition in collaboration with the Art Mirror Association from Cluj, dedicated to the environment, held in Chisinau, Moldova. 
We had a live painting event at the Vertical Gallery opening, where all the artists painted blindfolded. We had a body drawing performance with a friend of ours from Ukraine. We had an ample project called the In To It, together with the Art Student Association, which included live music broadcast by Into It Radio, an exhibition for the fine art students and an installation for design students. We had a manifesto exhibition, Bombs and People, Against the War and in Support of Ukraine, the first of its kind in Romania, curated by myself with a friend. I would also like to mention the new art cell spaces, namely the Cultera Gallery art cell pop-up windows. You have been listening to World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Welcome to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. I'm Eugen Nasta. The population of the Jete and the Dacians in antiquity had reportedly inhabited the territory between the Danube, the Black Sea, the Carpathian Mountains, and the Infracarpathian Basin. Evidence of their material culture have been unearthed in several archaeological sites. The artifacts that have been found so far even date before the time Dacia was conquered by the Romans, but also after that period of time and after the ensuing merge of the Dacian and Roman civilizations. The weapons that have been found among the excavated artifacts hold pride of place as regards the most valuable evidence that usually helps archaeologists get the picture of the Jete and the Dacian standards of progress as compared to those of the Romans. The Romans' presence at the Lower Danube dates from the 1st century BC. Quite a few of the Jete and Dacian tribes had entered the orbit of the Roman civilizations. However, there were tribes that rejected such a merger or simply refused to be Roman subjects. The most rebellious Dacian king was Decebalus of the late 1st century AD. His state was located in the central southeastern part of today's Romania in the southern Carpathian's Shuranu Mountains. In the wake of two wars between 101 and 102 and 105 and 106 AD respectively, waged by Emperor Trajan, Decebalus the Dacian king was overpowered, beheaded, and his kingdom was conquered. Therefore, the Dacian-Roman synthesis emerged, a synthesis which historians describe as the act underlying the formation of the Romanian nation. Established in 2007, the Terra Dacica Eterna Association is made of a group of enthusiasts who stages reenactment performances and promotes the Jete and the Dacian culture. Dacia, the last frontier of the Roman era, is the title of an exhibition, and at its opening, Andrei Duduman of the aforementioned association dressed himself in a Dacian's apparel and presented the Dacian's weapons in a bit to offer a clear picture of the weapons Dacians and Romans used when they fought each other 1900 years ago. We have the Dacian warrior, some sort of heavy infantry chieftain. For the Dacian warrior, the key visual item was the shield, whose design is inspired by the models on the column. They can be admired in the lapidarium at the Romania's Museum of National History. 
The second very important element is the sword of a Celtic pattern, whose sheath is decorated with motifs that can be found on the famous Dacian matrix unearthed in Samisegetusa. Another item crucial for the protection of the warrior is the chain mail shirt. In our case, it is a chain mail shirt, a riveted one, perfect for a more affluent warrior, a richer one. The riveting made the shirt more resistant. The chain mail shirt provided protection from strikes, cuts, but less so in the case of stabs. It was especially designed to protect the warrior from cuts. I wear Spangerhelm type of helmet of Sarmatian inspiration. It was made of metal segments held together by stripes and rivets. As for the civilian part of my apparel, so to speak, I wear some silver jewels, the famous Dacian nails in our case. There is only three of them. As far as I know, helmets with five, with seven, with nine nails have also been excavated according to the resources and means of those wearing them. I also have several glass beads and, of course, some rings, also made of silver. They are replicas of the original artefacts. A very important item, an insignium of a Dacian nobleman, was the Sika, the famous Dacian Sika, a dagger. In turn, Lucian Vulpe played the part of a Roman legionnaire. With the Dacians, the gear was somehow non-standardized, having all sorts of decorations, without any gear resembling the others. However, with the Romans, everything was standardized. The Roman army was a professional army. Everybody dressed and fought the same. The standard Roman legionnaires' only key weapon was the gladius, an Iberian weapon originating from Spain, which oftentimes was used not only in duels, but it was effective at thrusting. It was used in thrusting as in battle, many legionnaires had to close ranks and there was not enough room for them to move. Each legionnaire was protected by lorica segmentata. It was a flexible, very mobile body armor made of plate sheet segments, very easy to recondition during a fight. He also had a helmet which protected him very well from the Dacians' curved or straight weapons. After the First Dacian-Roman War, the Roman helmet was reinforced. Two iron bars were added in the middle to help the legionnaires defend themselves against the Dacian falcs, the sword. Completing the gear is the Roman shield, most of the times decorated with wings and on which the name of the legion was inscribed, in our case the 5th Macedonica Legion, stationed in Turda. And that was Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast, it's Truly Romanian. Welcome, I am Lacamara Simeon with the feature presenting Romanian traditional music vocalists born in the month of December. And we start with Rodica Andronic, born on December 2nd, a native of Bukovina. She is a professional vocalist of the Ciprian Porumbescu Artistic Ensemble. Listen to her with a song from Bukovina called When I Hear of the Village Round Dance. (laughs) 
We take you to the upper Muraj Valley in central Romania to meet Livia Harpa, born on December 4th. She is a soloist of the Rhapsodia Kalimanilor Ensemble in Toplica Hargita. She has recently launched a DVD with the best of her songs. Next, listen to Livia Harpa with the song Who Wants to Leave? Și 
Nicolae Vieru, a 31-year-old traditional music singer from Dresca, located between Bucovina and Orohoi in the northeast of the country, is also a soloist of the Ciprian Porumbescu Artistic Ensemble. He released his first album entitled Man Be Forgiving. Listen now to Nicolae Vieru with the song I Like Being Happy. La In the end of Truly Romanian Today, we go to Mehedin's area in the southwest of Romania to meet Nicolina Stoican, the daughter of a great Romanian traditional music singer Angelica Stoican, both born in December. Nicolina Stoican took from her mother her love for singing and the traditional culture of Mehedin's area. Listen to Nicolina Stoican with the song What I Have Become. Sufletul nu-i arătă n-ar 
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Welcome to a new edition in our DX Mailbag series. I'm your host, Eugen Nasta. Once again, we go on a journey around the world, greeting listeners and friends, allowing you to compare how other listeners across the continents receive our programs. Our first message this week is the one sent in by Francis Lawler, who lives in Dublin, Ireland. We quote from Francis' message, I heard Radio Romania International in English, on November the 13th, 2022, from 0130 to 0200 hours UTC, in Romanian on 5910 kHz with a SINPO rating of for all. I was using a Sanjian ATS818 radio receiver with a long wire antenna. The program was Romanian pop music, female announcer between some items. Once again, thank you very much, unquote. Our time-honoured listener, Ratan Kumar Paul, living in West Bengal, India, tuned into our broadcast in English on November the 11th, 2022, from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 15460 kHz. The receiving equipment is made of a Grundig digital receiver with a telescopic antenna and 50 feet wire use only. Mr. Kumar's SINPO rating for the signal of our broadcast was for all. It seems that Ratan Kumar Paul is a faithful listener to our programs, so he took the liberty to call from the reception report he sent in on November the 13th, 2022. Ratan tuned into our radio station from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 15460 kHz. Mr. Paul tuned into our radio station again on November the 14th, 2022, from 0400 to 0500 hours UTC. Our listener in West Bengal uses a Grundig digital receiver with a telescopic antenna and 50 feet wire use only. Ratan's SINPO rating for the signal of our broadcast was 3 all. 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. The DX Mailback continues on Radio Romania International. I'm Eugen Nasta. Fahri Fahri, our listener in Indonesia, tuned into our radio station on November the 13th, 2022, from 0630 to 0650 hours UTC on 17780 kilohertz. Fahri's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 3433. The program details, we quote, The news the White House hailed what appears to be an extraordinary victory for Ukraine following the forced withdrawal of the Russian military and the recapture of the city of Kherson in the south, Agence France Press reports. Ambassadors of France, Germany and Bulgaria and Bucharest on Saturday commemorated Armistice Day in the Pro-Patria Cemetery of Romanian's capital. The Romanian national women's tennis team defeated Hungary on Saturday 4-0 in the playoff of the Billie Jean King Cup held in Oradea and the weekend review segment. The receiving equipment is made of a Texun PL330 receiver with a telescopic antenna. It's good that our listeners from around the world send in feedback related to the quality of our broadcast. Tetsuya Yamagata, living in Kitakayushu City in Japan, tuned into our broadcast in English on November the 7th, 2022, on Thursday at 06.30 hours UTC on 21.470 kilohertz. We quote from Mr. Tetsuya's message, the conditions change depending on the day, but the broadcasts for Japan are strong and the broadcasts for Africa and Western Europe can be heard well. Mr. Kevin Ryan, based in the United Kingdom, tuned into our broadcasts on Tuesday, November the 15th at 2012 hours UTC. We quote from Kevin's message, Dear Radio Romania International, I enjoy listening in the DRM mode. At 17.55 hours UTC, I found your French service on 97.20 kHz with a powerful signal. Great, the English service should come booming in. At 1800 hours UTC, the English service in AM on 97.70 kHz is very strong, but DRM on 73.50 kHz is inaudible. This morning, no English but powerful German signal on 11.620 kHz. There seems to be a problem getting the best frequency for the English DRM programs. I can pick up the German and French services in DRM nearly every night and morning, but English DRM is rarely audible. It is very disappointing. Regards, Kevin Ryan. Dear Kevin Duplis, rest assured that we keep in touch with our technical department. They're trying their best to sort this out. Thank you once again. 51-year-old Ricky Hine, our listener in the United States of America, tuned into our broadcast on Wednesday, November the 16th, 2022. We took the liberty to quote from Ricky's message. Hello, Radio Romania International English Department. I tried listening to English programs on 73.25 kHz and 59.90 kHz from 0100 to 0200 hours UTC and the reception was fair 
on November the 15th, 2022. It was a simple of 35344. Could you please send me a QSL card for my reception report and could you please read my letter over the air in your next DX Mailbag Listeners Letterbox program. Thanks for your time. Please try to fix the reception on both of these frequencies. Could you also please try to fix the reception on 7410 kHz and 6020 kHz beamed to the west coast of North America. The frequencies for the east coast of North America, which are 7325 kHz and 5990 kHz from 0100 to 0200 LZTC. Mr. Chris Malbeuf, our listener in British Columbia, Canada, tuned in to our broadcast on November the 12th, 2022, from 2304 to 2355 RZUTC on 72.20 AM. The receiving equipment, University of Twente SDR, located in the Netherlands, with a mini-whip antenna. Program details. News, the week in review at 2307 RZUTC, World of Culture, Radio Romania International Encyclopedia, the DX Mailbag. Comments. Signal, very excellent, at 2316 RZUTC and have been listening since 2013. Mr. Malbeuf's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 5 all. Misayo Tanaka, based in East Sussex, the United Kingdom, wrote the following on our programs. We quote, I am pleased to inform you that I have listened to your radio broadcast on November the 15th, 2022, from 21.30 to 21.55 hours UTC in St. Leonard's on Sea, East Sussex, United Kingdom, on 73.75 kHz. The simple rating for the signal of your broadcast was 45433. The receiver is a Sony CFM23L with a built-in telescopic antenna, end of quote. Mr. Dwight Hitchens, living in Virginia, the United States of America, tuned into our broadcast on November the 16th, 2022, from 21.33 to 21.57 hours UTC on 94.30 kilohertz. Dwight's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 44434. That's all we had time for in this week's DX Mailbag. Those of you who sent in their reception reports will receive a QSL card in the shortest time possible. Tune in again next week. Until then, from me, Eugen Nasta, it's goodbye and all the best 73s. Focus on Romania. Dear friends, Radio Romania International continues its traditional polling of listeners on shortwave, the internet and social media with a new challenge in spite of yet another complicated year. It's been difficult because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war waged by Russia against Ukraine, of rocketing prices of energy, the famine in some parts of the world and also the growing inflation which has turned everyday living into a burden for many people around the globe. 
We would like to ask you which person you think left their imprint on the world in a positive way in 2022. We are preparing to designate, based on your options, the personality of the year 2022 on Radio Romania International. Who could this person be? And more importantly, why? Would it be a public figure or somebody unknown to the larger audience but with a special story? It's up to you to decide as usual. You can send your answers by commenting on our website at rri.ro by email at engl at rri.ro on our Facebook profile on WhatsApp at plus 40744 312650 and by fax at 00 40-21-319-0562. We recall that in 2021 we did not have a personality of the year, but people of the year on Radio Romania International as medical workers were designated the world's best citizens for being in the front line against the COVID-19 pandemic, together with those who developed vaccines against COVID-19. The personality of the year 2022 on Radio Romania International will be announced online and in our shows on January the 1st, that our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>